Blog Talk Radio. Ohio with 
I mean, dang, I don't know why I keep saying Columbus, Ohio, but it's California. Getting used to it, y'all. With the good news and bad news, if necessary. All right? This is the place to be and to be heard right here on Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I have a great show for you again tonight. And welcome back, as I said, to a recovering victim of circumstances, the journey. And in the first episode, I took you down memory lane about my life as a child from 5 to 12 years old, how I got saved. I told you how I met the ants and saw after I stepped on their home and destroyed it and crushed some of their lives. And when I came back to see them again, they had rebuilt their life, home, and, you know, kept moving. Uh, You should listen to that episode and catch up because i got to keep going to tell you more of my story on tonight about my life from 12 to 21 and what I learned in the end about that journey. Keep in mind about my experience concerning the ants. You'll probably regard and respect the ants when this is over. Read Proverbs concerning the ants, and you will know what I mean as I take you through my life and journey. You will understand how I became victorious and still becoming a victorious person over my home and life too. And it is a process. So again, call in at this call-in number and listen in. 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And let's begin. Now, Remember when I told you on last Sunday, on my first episode, when I, when I was molested at five, okay, and telling my mother about it and her letting me know that she had to leave me, it was a matter of life and death, she had to go, and she couldn't take me with her. And later, I had an experience. I, at the time, don't know what it was all about, but the voice in my sleep said something to me at eight years old, and it came true. So got to go and listen to that episode. Again, why I keep saying that, you know, that's important for you to get caught up. Got to finish up the story, though. So it was my mother who came back to get me, as the voice in my dream had said. Not that it would be her, but that to hold on, someone was going to come and get me. And it had happened, as just as it said it would. It just happened to be my mother, and I was 12. And from that point on, I was with my mother and wanted to know why she left me and why she could not take me with her, even though at six she had already told me. But I was a little girl then. I couldn't talk, but now I can. I had come to an understanding to face her and to ask her why. And she told me the gruesome stuff, and I forgave her. The first two years, everything was at peace for me, and I had a little brother. I got to know my little brother. I had another brother, but I had to leave him behind. He was my stepfather's son, my mom had with him. I started having the dreams again. It came when I was about 14. Some were while I was awake and some in my sleep, like warnings of something to come, stuff like events that looked like my other brother dying, 
but he was much older in my sleep. And I'm talking about my brother that my stepfather uh, and my mom had together. And my mom getting hurt by her boyfriend uh, who she was with and even stuff about my stepfather. But I didn't know what all that was really about or what it really meant. But I was concerned about more about how I felt each time, especially when I would go to have the dreams with my eyes open, and the only time they came was when I would go blank in the mind and stare off into space. And some would call it daydreaming. Me, I called it, what in the world is this? What is going on? Why am I having these? And it, that's what was going on in my mind. So I felt when every time I came out of one of these, I was very tired and weak. And in my sleep, I would see someone that seemed like they were after me. And I was running all the time and hiding from whoever this was. I guess my mother noticed some fright and concern at some point going on with me. And she asked me, was I having dreams? Uh, I would never have told her about my, my dreams, but, you know, hey, because probably I thought that she would think that I was crazy. I thought they would sound crazy to her. But the day that, I, that she asked me about those dreams, uh, this one I had about her and her boyfriend, and I told her about it and, she was, and how he was contemplating to kill her. And about three days or something like that, she came back and said, if I had not asked you what was going on with you and learned you were having dreams of me, I would not be here. Your dreams helped to save me from dying. He had a gun to kill me with, and I was silent. This is another situation, how to get out of rooms with no doors or windows. Sometimes dreams do come true. I met a die friend at the age of 14, too. My hormones are running, and because of my past experience of being molested, he was tall, handsome, and 18. My mother never discussed with me of the knowledge of how and when to protect myself or use protection, since I thought she would already know since she knew that I was already being sexually active because of being molested. Now, interesting enough, I uh, I had this uh, boyfriend, and you know, I guess I wanted to be with him. And excuse me for a moment while I go through the motion because this is a very emotional time to talk about this. But nevertheless, nevertheless, I am going to go forward. So just be patient with me. Um, and I wanted to be with him, okay? And maybe she didn't think that I wanted to have sex anymore because of what I went through. We never talked about it, and I went on with him. She never knew really about what I was doing, uh, you know, so he talked me into having sex with him, and I had never had a drink before. He gave me some gin and orange juice, to drink and said it would help me to relax. He had a condom. He showed it to me, and it happened. He left me, it seemed as almost immediately, and that's when I learned that I was pregnant. 
Now let's fast forward this, okay, and 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 look at it, you know, a little a little further up. And this is when I had met another guy, and by the time I was sixteen, I had two kids and no father for them. My mom was upset with me. She would not support me uh, while I tried to finish school. She said she didn't finish school, and she was in the 11th grade, and she had to take care of her foster mother, whom she lived with when she was a teen. Hey, I understood, but what could I do? I had to drop out of school in the 7th grade. Second child fell down the stairs. Oh, wow. My second child fell down the stairs, and while we slept, because I had not had him in his crib, he was in the bed with me, and children's services came into my life and took him away from me and left his oldest sibling with me. This is another story to tell you later. But anyway, I felt inside I needed to leave home and raise my children. So at 17, I went out to seek a job. I found a job, I filled out the application, and was on my way to have an interview. But my mother would not babysit so I could go to the interview. I was saying to myself, now, this was it for me. That's it. Hold up. That's enough. Enough is enough. I began to face her to tell her about what she was doing to me, and I felt that she was jealous because I am a strong person and I felt I was being held back from doing what was right in accepting my responsibilities and in raising my children and, uh, and to have a job to do it with and, to be on, and not to be on welfare, but it happened anyway, okay? At 18, I left home, and I was told by my mother not to come back, and I told her I wouldn't. Because all we did was argue anyway. I needed peace. And then I got, got my apartment. I'm raising my oldest child while my other child is in protective services still. And I am trying to get my son back. And I did. After almost five years. And how did that happen? Hold your wigs on, y'all. But I had sex with a lawyer. Yeah, I know you're going to say, what? But I'm going to tell you, I was desperate. I had no money. I'm not saying that what I did was right, but I had to get my son before the court and the children's service people put my baby up for adoption and out to another family. And I am not going to let that happen. So I did what I had to do. That is, get my child. It was another victory for me, and I recovered from another circumstances, breaking generational curses. Thank you, God. Now, my stepfather still wanted to be in my life. He came again in my life through the ages between about 17 until about 30. I have forgiven him of what he had did to me. And I needed support. And he had transportation. He was there for me. I had children. I needed help to go to the grocery store, medical doctors, and so on. 
but I had to face him around the age of 17 when he thought he was going to take me back to that trap again, molestation. It was not happening. I told him how I felt right then about the past, and you ain't going to do it again, not in my future. Needless to say, he was shamed. By the time I finished with him, I knew he never thought that his victim would stand up and confront him and say something, but I did it, and it was a victory again. I recovered from the circumstances. I had his respect. Fast forward. My mother died when I turned 21, five days after my birthday, and she was 40 years old. God bless her soul. And on my way to have, and I was on my way to have another baby. I was about seven months pregnant. And I lost that baby soon after her cremation. Now, I'm feeling alone in the world. And what am I going to do now? But I remember, you know, I had had a dream about her two years prior before she had passed. And where I was trying to talk to her about not going, I saw it. But she told me that she had already crossed over and her time was up and that, you know, hey, there was no love down here and that, you know, and she didn't want to be down here. There was no love. And I was trying to tell her, Mom, you can live down here, but you have to have love for yourself. You know, you can't keep looking for other people to love you and different things of that sort. But she wouldn't listen to me. And as I said before, she had passed away. And, you know, and just remembering something else that she said to me uh, before that past took where she told me that I was going to be, right now, I was a rosebud, but later I will become a, a full-blown rose. And that, you know, in the family, she said, they had weak minds. I didn't believe that, though. I was like, weak minds? And why am I, you know, standing up and t- telling and talking against what's going on if that would have been the case? So early on, I was not the one to accept that, that was a destiny for me to just be one to just accept, you know, what happens to me and nobody, I can't do nothing about it, but I feel like I had a mouth. So let's stop here. What am I going to do? But I'll talk about that when we take it up on next Sunday for another episode of A Recovering Victim of Circumstances, The Journey. Now this concludes. Now the moral of this story is to acknowledge when God is in operation in your life or him period in operation even when you are not aware but something is there helping you to protect you staying vigilant just like the ant to recover and rebuild Each time you face harm or danger, keep love in your heart and forgive. After all, you have to meet those again that have hurt you or vice versa. And having understanding to stand your ground and face those that hurt you, and you will have gained your respect. 
even if they reject you or be in denial, be strong and of courage to move on like the end. I want to thank you for listening in to me this evening and this morning on another episode of A Recovering Victim of Circumstances and Journey on Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. Stand up, speak up, and speak out against abuse, deceit, and lies, victimization, and fraud. Be victorious in your life. Have a good night. Bless you.